Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to You've Championed Yourself. Who are you? I'm Chris Ferguson, your host. It's always been a dream of mine to showcase everyday people who are making a difference in people's lives, who've taken their dreams, their ideas, and then turned it into their reality. As they reach beyond their personal struggles, their pains, their traumas, where so many people have given up and lost hope. These are the few that walk through their obstacles and their challenges, not knowing where it's going to take them. They trust themselves enough not to give up, to do the follow through in their personal life, their careers, and in their relationships. This is what I call a champion. Today, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing individual with me. She has gone through so much and she took all of it and turned it into power and is paying it back, paying it forward. And just, she's the epitome of my introduction. She's such, she has such an amazing aura. I get excited when I talk to her. And in fact, I say, I always say, I'm so excited and I'm honored to have you here. And I am. Please welcome, um, let me get her name right, April Ward. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I am amazing. It's just, it's, it's just been so epic how everything's turning out and the things that are happening and the people that I'm meeting and the amazing things that people do that ordinary people don't know about. And so I love that I'm able to, I'm able to sit and talk with people like you who do amazing things. Awesome. And what a great platform you have to get all those messages out to people. You know, well done. Great job, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But your backstory, uh, can we talk about that? Absolutely. And your struggles that you went through? Yeah, it's been a, it's been quite the journey for me, that's for sure. So it started really with my younger sister, Nikki. She was a year younger than me. And she was diagnosed with leukemia um, back in 2012. Um, and it was a surprise. You know, she was an athlete, college athlete. She played basketball. She was healthy. Um, we didn't consider her to be old, right? So it was a surprise that she got this diagnosis, but we were determined to fight it. Um, luckily, my older sister was a stem cell match for her, which was amazing. And so she was able to go through that, but it was pretty devastating for her body. It, it's a big, it's a big shift doing that type of treatment. But the doctors told us that if she could stay cancer-free for five years, they would consider her to be cured, right? Mm. So if she could make it that five years and they were checking her, she went to the, her appointments and, and did what she felt she should do, that she would be cured. And we hung on to those five years and year after year we'd go by and she was doing great. Well, sure enough, year five came around and the leukemia had come back. Mm. And um, we were surprised, but you know, we went to the doctors and what, what was unnerving was they were pretty much telling us there wasn't a whole lot they could do for her at that time. That, you know, the chemo and everything that she did before really was very strong. And when they would try to do things for leukemia patients like her moving forward, it, they didn't work so well that they would try some things, but they didn't really expect anything to come of it. Mm. And that was like devastating because we were really counting on them to, to save her again. Um, but so we, from that, that kind of initiated us doing a lot of research online and trying to figure out how can we help my sister? What do we need to do? What do we need to learn? You know, what do they do in China? What do they do in Canada? What do they do from a global level to help patients like her that maybe are, you know, are out of options? 
and we learned so much and and it was kind of frustrating because we learned a lot that we should have been doing those entire five years to help her stay in remission that we just didn't know anything about nobody said a word to us mm -hmm. about all these things so unfortunately she didn't make it we were trying mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we had learned but it was so late in the stage of everything that it didn't help her in the end um but what ended up happening to me is I developed breast cancer when she was going through right her second round. So now I remember her going to my first chemo treatment with me, even um, even though she was sick. But the gift of that all was that even though all that research, that initial research we did, it wasn't in time for her. It helped me. So I knew exactly where to go. I knew what to look for. I knew how to put together my own protocol because I was stage two estrogen positive breast cancer. I had a two centimeter tumor in my right breast. Mm -hmm. And I also had some activity in my lymph nodes. So I knew what to do. I, I put together a protocol and I, I actually pitched it to my oncologist. I'm like, you know, I'm reading all this information about these things. You know, what do you think? You know, do you think I should? And he's a brilliant man. He was smart, but he didn't really want to weigh in, which was, I thought was interesting. He didn't give me a yes. He didn't give me a no. He was like, oh, we really don't know much about those things. You know, he kind of talked around it. So I remember leaving thinking, you know what, what do you have to lose, April? I was going to do a double mastectomy anyway. It was two centimeters, which I didn't feel like was devastatingly big, you know, right. stage two. So, you know, just give it a try. And I made a deal with myself that if after two months of my chemo, it wasn't getting better, or if it got worse, you know, if it wasn't looking good for me, then I would stop doing what I was doing. Well, sure enough, two months later, when they did the scan on me, everything was gone. My tumor, mm. centimeter tumor was gone. There was no activity in my lymph nodes. And he sent me to the ultrasound technician to kind of see what was going on because it, it is a check-in. Right. And um, she was scanning me and she said, if I didn't know that those seeds were there, because they put little seeds in your breast and to show mm -hmm. to tell them where to look. She goes, if I didn't know where those were, I wouldn't even know where to look. She was like, I've never seen tumors disappear that fast before. I was like, well, that's amazing. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. Why isn't everybody doing this? Yeah. Then? And that's what kind of started me on my cancer journey was just sharing with people. Here's what I learned. You know, it's nothing mm -hmm. proprietary. It's information that's just really kind of hard to find on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Here's how I put together something for myself. So I want to give you that option, that head start that I got when I develop breast cancer on my own. So that's kind of my backstory of how. And it's an amazing backstory because how many people don't know I'm a cancer survivor. And back in the seventies, it was surgery. And that big C was the most horrifying thing to hear, right. especially for a woman, because nine times out of 10, it was either the breasts, the uterus or the ovaries that they had issues. in. it was all in the lymph node system. Yeah. And, you know, so you did, your options were limited. And you did not challenge doctors in those days. You did not. And, and just offering a suggestion or say, could this be possible? Most doctors were not open, open enough to hear, oh, so where did you get your medical degree? You, they yeah. would feel threatened by it. Okay. So I love the fact that you took this issue into your own hands and said, okay, so this is what you call your superpower, right? Your research yes. and abilities. 
Yes. So I teach adjunct at the university here. And so research is important to me. It's, it's something I preach to my students. You got to have the facts. I don't want your opinion about mm -hmm. something. Look it up. I want two sources, right? So, <laughs> and quote so, them, otherwise it's plagiarism. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll, I'm going to write a spell check on it or I'm going to write a plagiarism check. But that is something that I was very familiar with is how to go online and look up the right things and find the right stuff. So, you know, it, it's just kind of amazing how the universe works, right? Mm -hmm. That even though my sister didn't make it, leveraging that information, being able to help other people now with that information, it's just, I feel a gift for me. So I, I do appreciate what I'm able to do and to offer to others. And it's, it, it is divine timing. I absolutely do. I absolutely agree with that because let's talk about your holistic cancer healing process. Yeah. What let's talk about the spiritual, emotional, right. And mental. Right. So, you know, when I became a certified holistic cancer coach, that is one of the most important things that they emphasized was taking the entire body into consideration. You really can't separate the mind from the body. You can't, and you should not. So as a cancer coach, I not only help them with the nutritional exercise components, but if there's a lot of stress in your life, or if you're not meditating, if you're not taking in, into consideration your emotions, where you're at emotionally, and what can help you become more whole and healthy, emotionally, spiritually, that's going to connect to your immune system, right? And yeah. how you heal. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to not only just think about removing the cancer, that's a part of it. But you also have to think about what allowed it to, to start in the first place. Because if you right. don't address those things, it can just come back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, understanding your emotional, spiritual connection to yourself and to others and how that can help you heal is an, a critical, critical a part of your healing process as a cancer patient. I, but, you know, I think this goes beyond cancer because if people did a lot more of this before, oh, yeah. in my mind, they could prevent from getting sick. Because Absolutely. I've always, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've always been told that we have everything in us that we can use to heal us, but we also have in us what can harm us. Mm-hmm. And depends on what, how we treat our bodies, how we take care of ourselves, how we get rest, how we overthink, how we get in our own way can trigger these, what, deficiencies in our body? I want to call them deficiencies. Absolutely. It can weaken you, right, as, as a human being. It, those things can weaken you. I, mean, I remember as a college student around finals, everybody would be in the room, you know, sniffling because you get a little sick because you're staying up all night trying to do your, your homework <laughs> and study for exams. You, you get sick. And stress um, from, from the fear of exams, let's yes, be honest. Yes, you're, you're taxing your body. You're not sleeping enough. You're not eating well. And your body says, okay, I give in. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I need some rest. So, and it's the same way as we get older. You know, there are things that stress us out. And if we don't manage them well, we can get sick. And, and we all know, one of the things I like to teach my clients, the placebo effect is real. You know, I we all know that that's a real that. thing. At, a, at the practical level, whether you're spiritual or not, the placebo effect is real. So how do we tap into that when you have cancer? What is it about the placebo effect in your mind that can help your body heal, even if you're taking a sugar pill, right? So exactly. I love it. This is, oh, I love that you brought that up because it is quantum physics. 
I don't care what you say. And science has proved that you can heal yourself. Yeah. It's about aligning your mind, your body, your soul. Absolutely. And as a holistic cancer coach, that's what I help my clients do. Ah, that's amazing. That's amazing. We talked about your superpowers about research, but where would an everyday person look? Because it's still, it's not common knowledge. It's, 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 it's not, like it's, it's stuck so in the much. dark web back here somewhere. <laughs> it, is. it is. And you can get into such a black hole so quickly if you don't know where to look. But, you know, the blessing of the Internet is also the curse. There is so much research out there at a global level. Scientists and researchers have put out there for us to leverage and, and to take advantage of. But there's also information out there that's not right at all. Right. So mm-hmm. if you can go in and, and find all of those niches of where they are and, and research the right things. So, you know, it's amazing to me, even though I had breast cancer, my clients, they have all different kinds of cancer. So you need to go mm-hmm. to different places, depending on, you know, one had thyroid, one has colon, one has prostate. So, you know, being able to start at a certain level in Google and say, OK, Google, it's me and you, <laughs> you know what I mean? and go down the right paths to get to the right information for my clients is something definitely um, that I'm able, well, because I've done it so much now that I've been really good at. So it's, it's not only about where to go, it's about how to do the right searches so you can get to the right information. And then I package all those up. So I'll find five or six studies about thyroid cancer, what people have done, what, what worked. And then I put patch that together and I highlight it. Here's the in, vi- in vivo information, the in vitro information and how, and I just present it. I don't tell them what to take or, right. or how much, cause I'm not their doctor. I'm just, right. I'm just trying to say, you know what? Your oncologist is maybe giving you these three options. Let me give you five or six more. And then right. you can decide what you want to do. It's interesting. You, you mentioned thyroid cancer. I had a nodule on my thyroid. Mm. And this ear, node, and throat doctor I'd gone to, he was just watching it grow. Mm. He wasn't doing anything. And I'm like, is there something I can take? Uh, no, we're just going to wait for it to hit a 2.0 and then we'll take it out. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wait a minute here. Something's wait, wait. wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I started researching and I found out that milk thistle yes. is amazing. And I started taking it. And so my next appointment was one year away because he figured then that one year it would have gone grown to 2.0. And so he would just do plan the surgery. So I had been taking daily milk thistle and I'm not recommending milk thistle to anybody. I took it, you know, because I did my research. Mm -hmm. Do you know that when I went back a year later, I no longer had a, I had no longer had a nodule on my thyroid. They couldn't even figure out where it was. In fact, he had said it was on the right side and it was actually on the left side because when they looked at the original notes, he, the doctor had kind of transposed information and, but it I like you, but I wasn't doing this to help anybody else. I was trying to keep me from going through a surgery because I thought, there's got to be something out there because I've always known in my heart of hearts that this earth provides us all the medicines we need if we just know what to look for. Exactly. I a hundred percent agree. And, you know, there's with each of those types of cancer, you know, thyroid, the milk thistle, it's like 
understanding, especially as a, as a cancer patient wanting to stay in remission, gaining that knowledge, you know, what else can you help yourself with? How, how did you approach maybe your mental health and your, did you start meditating more? You know, did your nutrition change? There are so many levers that we can pull when we want to stay in remission and having and adopting that anti-cancer lifestyle is just critical. So I'm, kudos to you for, for testing it out on yourself, right? Because I'm sure you didn't read a bunch of studies that said, hey, you no, no, I didn't know where to look. I just started researching supplements because I've always been, I, I'm not one for pills and I'm not one for prescriptions. I'm, yeah. I've just never been one of those kind of things because those chemicals jack up your body. Mm-hmm. However, I had to do something And so I just started researching what would be the best supplement I could take to help my thyroid. And Mm -hmm. every search that I looked at, and I must have looked at like 10 or 12 of them, they all mentioned the effects of milk thistle on the lymphatic system. So I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay, say no more. I'm doing it. And so then it was like, oh my gosh. But then it gave me the epiphany. Like you were talking about the placebo effect that with the information of the milk thistle taken in my body, having my mind not wanting to have that surgery and my mind just, it's not focusing, but it's just allowing it to heal, allowing it to think positive things, saying positive affirmations. Um, I worked out, I've always been very physical. So all that, you know, to have this hurdle was like screeching stop. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, no. a lot of people, milk thistle, there's another study that they did with some kids that had leukemia and they were having some challenges because they would become with the chemo too toxic mm-hmm. and they gave them milk thistle and it helped reduce the toxic toxicity mm-hmm. of the leukemia in these kids. And so I what I try that. to tell people too, is I'm not going to judge, you know, right. if you want to take chemo, you don't radiation, that, you know, we're all at different points, right? We all have want to make different decisions and that's all good. But let me show you these studies and where these people are at, what they did so mm-hmm. that you can just make it a more informed decision for yourself. Right. right? Or even help yourself. Yes. Absolutely. Because it is about the mind, body and soul. And I love yeah. the fact that you said you can't survive without the mind and, and, and the mind. Yes. And nor should you. But the thing is, is the mind, most people don't realize is the masculine side of ourselves. And the mm-hmm. heart is the feminine. And if you can harmonize the two, what an amazing, amazing epiphanies people come into. Oh my Absolutely. You know, when I was going through my breast cancer treatment, the mind part was just as important, if not more important than the physical mm-hmm. part. So because you, you, you undergo a lot of stress, right, mm-hmm. when you get that cancer diagnosis. And, and there's a lot of fear that can come with that stress. And being able to manage that and pull yourself down and know how to work yourself through it with the right meditations and guidance and love and encouragement of yourself. I mean, it, 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 it becomes a personal journey where you come out so much better if you want to, right, after that diagnosis to become stronger, more spiritual, more whole, healthier, if that's what you choose to do. And that's what I really help my clients with. I see, and I love that. So, um Let's talk about the successes you've had. Yes. (laughs) Which is, you know, of course, is the best part. You know, Mm -hmm. I've had clients and uh, it's going to, you're going to make me cry. But in in any time, don't, don't. (laughs) Um, But I had a a, a gentleman, Mike, 
he um, stage four colon cancer. Mm. And when he reached out to me, you know, usually my program can take up to six months. It just depends on what you want and what you need. And he said, April, I don't think I have six months. I was like, okay, you know, we're going to fast track you through this. And, and we got some things moving for him. And he just sent me an email today. And uh, he said that he not only golfed over the weekend, which is always his thing, but he said, I finally, even though he's on chemo treatment, felt well enough to ride nine miles on his Peloton over the Ooh, weekend. And that was like, well, he's like, I feel so much better. Yes. He's like, I've never felt this well during treatment. He's been trying different things for the year that just have not been working. And he was on this slide. And what was also awesome is that we have a way where we can test his progress. And ever since he started this new protocol, um, his doctors have given him a blood test and his enzymes are way up for fighting the cancer. So that's just huge to me to see yes. not only, you know, does he feel that, but his lab results are showing that he's making improvements too. So, and it's because of what he's doing. Yes, it's because of what doing. Because you can see where it starts, right? And, and the, the points going up. And it's just great because he told me when we had started that he had tried to find things on his own. It was, you know, confusing. It was frustrating for him. And some things were a little scary. You know, some people say, don't use chemo at all. He's like, well, I think I want to choose chemo. Mm -hmm. So then he ended up doing nothing right? <laughs> So because it was just overwhelming. But um, and so he, you know, went through the year without me. But now that we're working together, I think he's seeing much better progress. And he's more confident, right, with seeing the research behind his, his decisions. He can take that to his oncologist and say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is why. And, you know, and this is how we're going to measure it. So that has been one of my biggest successes because, well, he, he sent me the email today. But I just love it that, you know, when when my clients come back to me, say, thank God, you know, that we I yeah. made this switch because I feel so much better and I'm, I'm doing well. I, I see. I love that. I love the fact that people once. But see, it took him to have that trust. And as he trusted it. He wasn't totally 100% in. I can feel that he wasn't 100% in. But then when he started seeing the results and he started feeling better because it's just I, I the one thing I can remember when they told me I had uterine cancer, mm. I'm telling you my emotions, yeah, my mind, my mind froze. My mind froze. It was, you know, you have a fight, flight or freeze. Mind froze. It went deep frozen. Mm. And <laughs> I'm telling you, you, I just couldn't think. I was just like, what? 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 I'm a single parent with a little girl. What? What, what is what? the worst time to try and make decisions for yourself? Right? <laughs> Here you are. You've got these life changing decisions you yeah. have to make and you've just received the worst news of your life. Right. And yeah. It's like, how do you how do you figure that out? But, you know, having someone that's a cancer coach and say, OK, you know, let's breathe. Here's what typically you might want to consider and, and walk you through. It can be such a relief for anyone. See, I wish and, and I, I think I've said this to you before. I love what you do. Being a cancer survivor, I love what you do. I wish there would have had to open enough minds back then. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because it could, because one of the hardest things for me was it added more stress to my life. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It was, and then the fears came up. It was like, oh my gosh, how many, the fears of, you know, what happens to me? Oh my, my child's going to have to do this and grow up. And then the, blah, 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 and then the thinking just, it's like a, it's like a, a, a flash flood just flows through your mind. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, I am 
again, honored and grateful that you do what you do. I mean, it touches me on a whole level. Thank you so much. Let me tell you about my other customer, Jessica. Perfect. She's on the other side. She um, had thyroid cancer. And when I connected with her, it's, she hasn't even started treatment yet, but she's like, you know what? I believe, I know I can get rid of this before my treatment starts. So we started about a month and a half ago and her next scan is next month. And she's been doing everything and she's got her protocol together and we get on the calls and she's changing her lifestyle and it has been amazing. So, and she's even, even though we haven't, she hasn't had her scan yet next month. She's like, thank God, you know, that I even know to try this, you know, and it's, yes. it's just been awesome to see her grow and to change and to learn and her eyes open when, you know, you share something new with her. And she's like, I had no idea. And, and most people don't, but it's been amazing. And I, and I fully expect there to be nothing there next month. So we're and I fully it. feel that too. But the fact is, is, but she, she had somebody she could turn to and that would take away a lot of stress for people. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about how people, if they have anybody in their family, anybody that they know, um, how could they get a hold of you? To, um, your website? Yeah. So my website is remissionlife.com and my email ad- address is myremissionlife my at gmail.com. And, you know, you touched on something I think is so important. This program is for everyone. So, mm-hmm. you know, with Jessica and with Mike, when you start adopting these things and you clean up your eating and the meditation and the stress, that impacts your entire family. So not only are you helping yourself, you're helping your daughters and your sons and your pets, everyone. When you start learning about toxins and chemicals and supplements and fake supplements, it is something that not only impacts you, but everybody mm-hmm. around you. So it's, it's, it's just a, a huge gift that you can give when you have this understanding of what's really happening in your environment, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that you can start role modeling that, right? Like I do for my daughters to say, okay, this is what I know. Here's how we can test things. Here's, here's the science behind things. So that when they get older, their chance of getting cancer hopefully will be zero. So, well, and I, but I love that you're, you're at least taking a proactive approach. And yeah. it is getting the message out there. It, there are a lot of people that had no hope, but there's oh. a lot of power in hope. Absolutely. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, in that hope, there's, there's healing in that hope. There's love in that hope. There's another day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love it the way you put that because at the foundation of all of this is love, right? Me and we all loving each other. We're all connected right? We're all supporting each other. So I feel blessed and honored when I get a new client and they're wanting my help with something that they're allowing me into their life to make this difference and to share and to, and and sometimes I learn from them. They'll, they'll teach me things. So it's just been amazing. But yes, if anyone wants to contact me, please reach out. I would love to help, help you. Um, My really, my remission life at gmail.com is my email and remissionlife.com is my website. Okay, perfect, perfect. As as you're helping your client, can we talk about some of the protocols? Because I love the successes, but I think I'm, I'm thinking here, what would be some of the protocols a person might go? Let's say if I, like with my thyroid. So what I really love to share, when people are first diagnosed, 
one of the biggest concerns or some of the biggest things that happen is they go through chemo and they're not aware that they may need to ice their hands and feet to keep them from getting nerve damage. I don't know if, if you're aware of this, but there mm -hmm. are certain chemotherapy drugs, Taxol for in particular, that can cause chronic nerve damage in your hands and feet. Um, but if you use ice therapy is what it's called for your hands and feet. So you, you can buy gloves on Amazon where you put your hands in cold presses and your hands and feet nice during that chemo. It can significantly, significantly reduce your occurrence of nerve damage. And it just breaks my heart when, and that's something I have a, a free flyer that anyone that wants to even how to do it, I need to do a, a YouTube probably. But it just breaks my heart when I hear of someone, they come to me and they talk about all the nerve damage that they have. And no one told them how safe and easy it would be mm. to just put your hands and feet in that ice so that that nerve damage doesn't occur or it at least reduces it. Because then what happens? Can you not stand? Can you not work? Can you not type? You know, does, what it not, does it not amplify the symptoms? Now you had one thing and now it's gone to something worse where you're right. immobile? Right. That's, so what? that's crazy. Right. So when I was doing my chemo, I was the only one on my floor that had a cooler full of ice that I was, you know, icing everything down. And my nurses didn't care. I mean, I coordinated with them. My doctor didn't care. But it's something that to me should be standard. If you're taking and so ask your doctor, please ask your oncologist, is one of my drugs a, a chemo drug that causes nerve damage? And if that's true, look up, or if you want to reach out to me, I can show you, send you something on how to use that cryotherapy to help keep that from happening. And, and so that, but see, that's how the, when we were talking about processes, I promise you, most people don't know that. They don't. And they I don't. promise you that doctors don't communicate that. They don't. And it, that's one of my biggest frustrations. Like, why not? You know, when I was yes. doing my research, that that was something that was so easy to find. It wasn't hard to find, <laughs> but it should be standard protocol because it a it's so safe. It's been tested. They've done studies on it. So you know, I'm a little bit of a <laughs> a stalker in some of the <laughs> forums because if someone says, "Oh, I'm just starting," you know, some kind of chemo. Wait a minute. Make sure I'm typing yeah. out. Make sure that you're using this if you're going to be using mm. that taxol. Just to give them a heads up, because I, I don't want someone to say, why didn't someone tell me? I don't, I, that's just frustrating. And, and we'll see, the thing is, is, you know, I don't want to bash doctors, but there's a lot of doctors that are just treating the symptoms and not going any further and just passing the buck. And I've had doctors like that and I've gotten rid of doctors like that. And yeah. I'm just blessed that the doctors I have are open-minded enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think mine was open-minded, but this is the way it was explained to me and what I've learned about that. You know, doctors are licensed and they are required to really follow FDA protocol or they could lose their license by mm -hmm. recommending or supporting something outside of what that is, what's supposed to be approved by the FDA. Um, so, and I wonder sometimes with my oncologist, if he was kind of like, you know, I know, but I don't know. And <laughs> right, you don't right. want to lose your license. He's got all these student loans. I'm sure he can't lose his job. But, you know, if your doctor doesn't seem to want to talk about it, that might be why. It's because they are licensed doctors. Well, I get it, it, but it's not like you're prescribing the medication. 
you're giving a possibility to prevent more damage to your body. That should be a medical concern. Absolutely. Absolutely. That cryotherapy should be anybody, yeah. any doctor should be able to recommend that. Yeah. And the fact is, is that it's not with, it's not beyond the scope of their practice. It's not in that's their mindset that you're dealing with studies that show that it worked. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, let's just make something up and see if this happens. There are real research studies that shows that cryotherapy helped these people. So why don't, you know, why don't we know this? I, I, that, that I don't know. I would love to get that answer. Why don't we know that? I would too, because that's, that's so important. I do know that, I mean, I did, when I knew you were coming on here and was talking about cancer, I know when I researched back in the 80s when I had my cancer, um, it was the I big didn't find anything. I mean, you didn't have the internet, did you? No, we <laughs> didn't have computers. So I'm having to go to the library and use encyclopedias. I know oh most people God. don't know what an encyclopedia <laughs> is because they haven't been around in generations. Now I'm telling on myself. But the fact was, is that there wasn't information you could find. Mm. You didn't mm-hmm. have access to the medical books because those were all at the, the universities for, for the, you know, the medical students to learn. And, but you would think even doctors that are prescribing medicines should know the effects and know that if this is going to cause nerve damage, why wouldn't you, and it wouldn't be out of the scope of your practice or a, a, a violation on your license to recommend ice therapy for your, your patients. So you're fighting it from all areas. I think if they had that, that heart space involved, mm-hmm. it you know, would make it, a difference. You know, our medical system here in the States is just not that great. Cause I remember I would go into my doctor's office with my cooler, right? So <laughs> it, it, it was right there. It's huge cooler with ice and all this stuff. And he didn't even ask me about it. So, and, and, you know, you get like 10 minutes with your doctor and he's in, he's got his five things that he wants to do and he is gone. So -hmm. that's what the other thing that really kind of prompted me. I'm like, I need to do more for myself. You know, he's got, he's got this schedule that he's got to do. Luckily we do have a portal so I could write questions, you know, and they would send me answers back, but I needed more to be more empowered with my own health journey. I just felt like giving it over to that system that I felt was so limiting was just not going to be enough for me. So that's kind of how the other reason why I was like, you know, I'm going to, going to try something because this is so, this comes falls so much short of what I thought it was going to be for myself. I love though, that you use the word empowering because it is you taking your power back as a cancer patient. It is you about standing in who you are and making that determination that this is not going to win. Yeah, this isn't this enough. Is, this, you know what? There's yes. more. And I need yes. to figure out what that is. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's coming out. I'd rather it, well, my intention as, as an energy healer is whatever's done in the dark, please bring it to light so we can address it and fix it. Mm-hmm. And so the fact is, is the things that are being done in the dark as far as for healings, for cancers, I did do just recently research on cancer treatment and they have spent $90 trillion in 40 years. You cannot tell me we haven't had brilliant scientists, researchers, PhDs, medical doctors that haven't found a cure for cancer. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating when you think about even I used to do the walks, right. And then you look up how much that CEO makes, how much it costs for all of the, you know, admin and all this. It's like, 
why are, how can we have spent so much money trying mm-hmm. to cure cancer and we still don't have anything? I'm like, we're not using the money right. So we're not on the right path. Well, exactly. they're being sponsored by the wrong people. There's no way well, after I all these years we could have, you know, generate all these funds to fight cancer. And, and we have made progress. Um, no, I don't want to say that we haven't because right. we have. But I think we need to start looking down other roads and not just that one. And I agree with you because the fact is, is I honestly believe there was so many people like uh, there was a guy, Raymond Royal Rife, mm-hmm. and he was using frequencies to cure oh. people of cancers back in the 30s. Yeah. An amazing individual. But Big Farm just says, oh, this is witchery. This is this is taboo. This is and basically chased him out of town. And he was having successes by using alternative practices and protocols. Yeah. Well, you know, Big Pharma, though, they have used they use a lot of natural, you know, they send their scientists out into nature to find things to make those pharmacy, those those prescriptions out of whether it's tree bark or certain nutrients, mushrooms, whatever, they do know the connection between a lot of what's out there for us nature-wise that's natural and trying to make it something that they can make money off of, right? right. So they're, they're, that that financial connection, that profit connection, it, it's not doing us any favors. That's for sure. No, it's not. And I'm not trying to put them down. I'm just pointing out the facts from the research that I found. Yeah. And yeah. so you get the facts are the facts. I can't change them. Right. Well, all we can I, do I, is be empowered ourselves, right? Yeah, and and share can. knowledge yes. and help really people. Because to, to me, when you're going through your cancer journey, it is an opportunity to become stronger spiritually, emotionally, physically, you know, and, and just turn out healthier. So, you know, that's my goal with my clients. They, they're they going to have their prescription drugs. I, I had mine, you know, absolutely. And, and it plays a role. And your doctor plays a role. They're They're on the team. To me, uh, fighting cancer is a team sport. It's not not one person. Yes. And the more people you can have on yes. your team, the better. I agree. It's just, I just, like I said, I just, these are the questions I had. And I'm sure other, if I'm thinking this, other people are thinking this too. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I just love the fact that you do do this every day in your world, making a difference in people's lives when they are fighting to find hope. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a blessing and a privilege. You know, I mean, when I think of you, I think of, um, oh God, um, the Jude center for children of cancer. Mm -hmm. And it, because they try everything under their, their abilities to do whatever they can. They actually have a research hospital that Mm. they are creating their own stuff to be able to treat cancers with from within that St. You know, St. Jude's. And it's just like, wow. And they do it and it's no cost to the parents. They just want the children to be healthy. And I love that because I'm all about kids. Those are, that's our future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I have seen um, some hospitals, some healthcare incorporate a little bit. You know, sometimes they'll put a dietitian on the team, right? So, and sometimes they'll put someone that's integrative on the team. Um, I don't know all the background of all that, but I feel like maybe slowly they're starting to, to listen to that and, and to, to look into how that can really help support that patient. I, and I, I hope so. I hope that now that we're in 2022, that we're in a brand new decade, we're in the age of Aquarius, that we put humanity first. That's yeah. my heart, my soul yep. speaking here, because once we do, 
we can, as a team can fight anything. We can do anything. Mm-hmm. We're unique individuals. And could you imagine if we all got together and, and connected our corners and worked with each other? Yeah. The difference that we can make in many people's lives on so many levels, not only in cancer, but just the indifferences and the opinions and just mm-hmm. say, hey, it's okay. I don't agree with your opinion. You don't agree with mine, but I still respect you. Right. What Agreed. would that do to the planet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, and it takes this kind of outreach, right? Mm-hmm. It takes that kind of heartfelt outreach to say, you know what? I love you. You know, I want you to get better. I, I want you to to be a part of your life's journey, to be a blessing to you. You know, how can I help? Yeah. So, yes, I agree. It's that serving heart. It is yeah. actually comes down to that serving That's exactly heart. exactly it. That's exactly it. So, I am so honored and so blessed that you were here today and, and that you do what you do. And it takes a strong heart to do that because I believe that everything happens divinely so that we know how to give back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so interesting you say that because I wonder sometimes why have I gone through this journey the way it is, you know, losing my sister. We didn't talk about today, but I lost my fiance just a few months ago to lung cancer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, the universe is saying, Hey girl, you can make a difference here. You know, take this pain and turn it into something that's meaningful to people. And I'm like, Oh, absolutely. Cause it helps me heal. Be honest with you. Even though I've been through all of that on my own, it helps me heal. So, but knowing that you're giving hope to people, is a godsend. I'm just saying it's a godsend because that is what they lose first. As yeah. as a former cancer survivor, mm-hmm. that was what I lost first. Mm-hmm. I understand. I, I understand the stress and the trauma that come with it. The, ooh, so it a takes lot. a strong, strong person to be able to stand in their power and then say, and that's why I said that, you know, you, you walk through your obstacles, you walked right through them and turn it into your power. And I honor you for that because if more people can get this message out to as many people as possible, and we can get people start thinking and opening their minds up to the possibilities of surviving what they're going through. And it's not a dead end road and it's not the end. Right. Right. Agreed. Yes. You know, it's one person at a time, I guess. I guess this is why I'm on your (laughs) podcast, but yes, you know, the more people we can talk to the better. And so, um, with, I just, it just, I'm honored. I, I don't, I can't say this enough. I'm honored that you're here because this is information people can use in their lives to prevent it. It is about your diet. It is about your mental state. It is about the stress levels you put yourself yes. under oh, and yeah. it is doing, you know, getting up, uh, walking, um, COVID made me a diabetic. What? What do you mean? I was, I have been borderline diabetic for 15 years. I had COVID and it threw my body over into being full blown diabetic. My, my my A1C was 13.9 when I went to the doctor. Mm. So the thing is, is it's the effects of cancer. It's the effects of different things that, that you have the worst thing with it. But since August, I was determined, just like I was determined to beat cancer, that 
I went from 13.9 to 7.1 the first week of December. Congratulations. That's so amazing. It, it is. But the thing is, is you have to put the protocols in there. You have to do the practices. You can't eat the sugar. You can't eat the carbs. You can't do it as much as, you know what? You can't cheat mm -hmm. because the one person you're cheating when you do is yourself. Yeah. But I love that they have somebody like you to say, hey, listen, you know, you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah, yeah I'm serious. Being that. You don't have to do this by yourself, right? Yeah. You know, what I get concerned about is, you know, people, they try, they don't make it, they give up. I don't yeah. want you to give up, you know, a, yeah. a cancer coach or, or a friend or whomever you reach out to get yeah. someone to support you and allow that person in to mm -hmm. help you because mm -hmm. we all need help sometimes. Right. Absolutely. And, and how many egos out there think they can do it all on their own right? or don't think they can trust somebody enough to say mm -hmm. something to. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot of things. So thank you so much, April. I, I'm always honored when you're here. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. It's been amazing being on your podcast today. Thank you. Oh. It takes a special kind of individual to dream their dreams, their thoughts and their ideas and turn it into the reality. But it's even bigger and I'm even more of a special person when you can step past your fears, stay the course and have the courage to go to, through the follow through, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for your sister, whether it's for a friend. April Ward, you've championed yourself. We now know who you've become. Thank you for sharing what you do, your thoughts your inspirations to inspire other people. Thank you so much.